Amigos Lost Damas podcast with Damien Sheenan, Declan McCormick, and Eileen Ring. Two lads, one lady. This is the Other Three Amigos podcast, Lost Damas. Your latest episode of the Other Three Amigos Last Damas podcast is here, the totally unofficial Corks of the FC women's podcast. On this week's pod, a look at the latest signings for our academies. Our under 17s were playing, our under 19s were playing, but our senior team had a heavy loss to Shelburne. Selection crisis, formation crisis, Declan goes all fundamental, while Eileen goes mental, and Damien is mental. Galway this Saturday at the Cross, and a little bit more. Welcome along to you. Welcome along, it is the Other Three Amigos Last Damas podcast, the unofficial Cork City FC Women's podcast, episode 115 of the totals, uh, season three, episode two for us uh, this season. It's see, Actually, it's season two of the Last Damas, isn't it? Yeah, season two, because we didn't do it the first year. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 Sunday evening. We are recording a bit just a bit earlier because um, Monday night, um, which we normally record, it's it's not it's not possible because of the the Shamrock match uh, that's on, and there's a lot of people traveling for that. Um, good evening, good afternoon, hello to you. Declan McCormack. Mr. Shreen, then, how are you, sir? Hey! Well, I've just watched uh, Liverpool 7 0 win. You know, uh, it's good. It's a good day. It's a good day. Um, Eileen, fresh from a 3 2 win over Bournemouth as well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting day yesterday. Wasn't good for the nerves, but sure, look. And then, of we course, we had a 6 0 <laughs> drubbing. Of the women's, which we will talk about in a few minutes. Uh, again, a big thank you to our Patreons who are supporting us uh, just by that little two euros a month. It helps, it helps, it helps us, it helps us. It does, it does, it does. And we do appreciate all your support. Um, we're non-profits, so anything we get, we can we just use. Well, use for Declan's thing. Um, okay, uh, again, if you could, um, when you're when you're listening to this, give us an old retweet. Give us a retweet. Give us a retweet. Tell us everyone about us. But let's get on with the pod. Yeah, come on, Jacob McCormick. Sing it. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. He's easy. No? Even if it were prolonged. If I keep playing until you just take one line. Oh no, it doesn't go that far. Okay. Anyway, um, no, I can't. You know, I, 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 I can't get over. Uh, like it was just you're sitting there talking about this foreign English Premier League thing and seven nil victories and what you were watching. Like while you're doing that, I'm rewatching. The Shells Cork City game from yesterday. Is that not just because you support everything? Yeah, yeah, everything had a taken to all draw against Nottingham Forest today, isn't it? I'm not talking. That's not what we're here to talk about. Like, but you come on and that's what you're talking about, and I'm going like, I spent you asked me rewatching, and I said I'm good because Liverpool just won seven. I mean, you asked me, you know. Yeah, I asked you, just stop it, good. I don't care why you're feeling good or bad or indifferent, whatever the feeling so may it's, be. So it's, like, it's just know, a saying. Like, you have no interest whatsoever in my feelings or my emotions. I really, at this stage, it kind of is, yeah, to be fair. Like, okay, that's right. Let's be honest, like, at this stage. This we just wanted you to dance, Dickie. That was all. Yeah, it was just just a little, just I'm, a small little dance. That's all it was. I'm not dancing. Like, I'm not a dancer. I have only one move. The lads have called it the Dickie dance for the last 25 years. And it you're doesn't involve moving us. my feet. 
No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I had no chance. Like for the patrons, will you put on points. a video maybe? Oh, yeah, no. sell that. <laughs> <laughs> the content people are paying for. It's 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 not that interesting. Yeah, I never move my feet. I basically just from my hips tilt forward, two arms roll, you know. Nah, it's not there's not much in it, to be fair. Let's get on with the pod. Our under-17s kicked off their season uh, with a 3-0 win over Queenstown Ramblers. Uh, Jaden Seward. G- I hope it, see, I'm all conscious now about pronouncing names right. Jaden Seward uh, with two and Sean O'Sheehan uh, getting the other one there. So a 3-0 win. They also started last week to announce their squads, the under-17s. Uh, well, what they did say is the Women's Academy new signings, uh, both our under-17 and under-18 squad to begin their leagues this weekend. So we today... And this was the 1st of March. We are now starting announcing 17 new players joining the club, starting at the under-17s. Um, so these are the intake of, of new players into the 17s team. Yeah, Amy McCarthy from Blarney United. Manny Murray from Cove Ramblers. Um, I, it doesn't say the positions, right? I'm hoping not, maybe do. Anyway, uh, Lexi Kelleher from, I think, is that Ballancolic? It is. Holly Holman uh, from Cove and formerly Holly Hill AFC. Uh, Kiero Driscoll from Cargillan United. Quiva O'Brien from McCroom. AFC uh, Lauren Ballar I know I'm going to mess up someone's names here um, from Kinsale also from Kinsale was Cara Dillon Saoirse McGuinness from Lakewood Anya Sheridan from Cove uh, formerly with Springfield Ramblers uh, there was more signings Siobhan DC from Cove formerly of Middleton and Passage Lauren Healy from Cove formerly of Holly Hill Alice Ametti from Leeside AFC uh, Elise Elise E-L-I-E-S-E is it Elisa Elise 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 Thierry oh. You just you just leave me high and dry on this from Riverstone, yeah. uh, and oh, finally, yeah. yeah, go on, yeah. Uh, delighted to announce the under seventeen squad will be captained um, by uh, the FAI international goalkeeper Claude Fitzgerald, while Siobhan DC and Jaden Seward will act as vice captains. Their first league match was against Cove or Queenstown, and they won three 0 So well done to our under seventeens, and. Our under-19s did well even better. Uh, they haven't announced anything like the, the under-17s did, which was which is good for information. Uh, but they did give it a 4-0 win against Waterford this weekend. Kira Senna on the 34th minute, Aaron O'Brien on the 38th, Grace Flanagan on the 67th, and Kira Senna in the 92nd minute as well. Great to have that updated because otherwise we, we would just be like 4-0 um, and I wouldn't even have the minutes. But academies are good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. And obviously, I don't think we spoke last week that Craig Robinson is in in charge of the under-17 side now. Um, So obviously, Jess doesn't have to do both sides, which is great. And Craig's a brilliant addition to any management team in a club. He obviously has a very successful business, his own coaching business, where he does an awful lot of one-to-one coaching. And you could see, like, a lot of very known players go to him for one-on-one coaching. Um, So he's very well thought of. And he's fairly meticulous in his approach to the game and, and everything. And... Do you he's, think he could do really, with someone really, else to help him? Like, I mean, you saw me. I could. I could. Yeah, like obviously, what side couldn't do with your expertise, Damien? Do you know, do you know I what think. I mean? um, look, you're only one man as well. I think it might be something that you know. I, I look again. Let's just go back to that eight minutes I played uh, down in Ringmat that that day against the uh, the senior women's team. You know, I. I mean, I've gift. I have a gift. I'm happy to. I'm you happy do. to. Happy to help. And you're so like, modest about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, the um, so there there were the uh, academy fixtures this weekend. So both teams getting off to a, a really good start, and that's that's lovely. Um, and well done, well done. No, the senior team they played Shelburne in Tolga Park on Saturday. 
some of the new signings, Eric Manfrey came in and started. Jesse Mendez was the other one of the new signings that started as well. Uh, everyone else uh, from there from last year. We had quite a few messages actually on this. A lot of critical. So we, we kind of said last year that uh, Danny has a free hit and we think this year there should be improvements. Now, I know it's the first game. I know it's the first game. But, you know, if you look back at last year, you know, we lost against Shelburne 7-0 uh, and then... By the time, I think in October, we lost 2-1 and we were going to say, oh, that's progression. To go first game of the season, lose 6-0. I'm going to just, actually, there was an excerpt from uh, Final Whistle Dolly. Shelburne didn't look like a team at the start of the season. They were direct and almost scored and said, the first 10 minutes through Smith Lynch, but her shot deflected inside the area and hit the crossbar. It took some time for Shelburne to work out how to, to make things happen in the final third. As City were organised with a disciplined back three of Kira McNamara, Heidi Mackin and Daniel Burke. Their work was complemented by goalkeeper Adam, Abby McCarthy, who pulled off an excellent string of saves to deny Smith Lynch on a number of occasions. And then on the 22nd minute, Siobhan Killeen got a goal, followed by the 40th minute and 47th minute. Smith Lynch getting two, and Kayla Hamrich getting two, finished up by Rebecca Devereaux in the 88. It was a 6-0 drubbing. Passing it to you first, Eileen. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> we'll just get, get the unpleasantness out first. That was absolute dog shit. Okay. We ultimately, in this season, we will not be judged against our games against Shelburne. However, we have to be able to compete with the top teams. And for me, when I was watching the game on Saturday, I couldn't help but think of Paul Farrell. And was he watching the game and thinking, here we go again. He kind of had come in the previous season, turned things around, managed to get a full preseason under his belt, probably very optimistic going into the first game. And they just reverted to type. And I know maybe Danny seems to have come in for a bit of criticism and Rightly so, because I I feel he, I do feel the management maybe got a, a little bit of they got some they got some things very wrong in t- team selection and in not changing it quick enough, arguably with the formation, but ultimately here it's much of the same again, and there can't always be someone else at fault. Are the group of players we have, is there a strong enough leader or leaders in there? Because for me, watching the game, I don't think there is. There's no talking. There's no one getting on each other's back. They're just content to play. Say, I play for Cork City and I play Women's National League. That's not good enough. This is Cork City Football Club. We should never lose a game at any level 6-0. It is not good enough. It's just that simple. I understand it's the first game. And as he said, I, I do think they'll improve because they're not that bad aside. They're not bad players. But... There has to be something there. If what it has a sports psychologist I spoke about coming in, like they go one nil down and they capitulate. They absolutely capitulate. Heads are down. Two people from the opposition said to me, I mean, we were genuinely expecting a really, really good game. And there was some players just strolled around the pitch. Now, I don't think that our management would have put players on the pitch if that's the way they had been in pre-season, strolling around, not really making an effort. I, I don't think they would have played them. But there has there's going to have to be really big calls made now ahead of next weekend. And if that's maybe dropping players in order for them to get a kick up the arse, then so be it. But that's just not good enough. That's not good enough for Cork City Football Club. Um, as I said, I don't want to, I'm not picking out individual players. I, I don't want to because I think that's unfair. And look, as he said, we won't ultimately be judged 
against Shelburne. But we will be judged against the likes of Galway. And while the good news is there's only we only have to play Shelburne once more, the bad news is there's four other teams that are as good as, if not better, than Shelburne. So like that top five, we have to be able to compete because we're going to be play, playing teams of that quality, if not better quality, regularly. So it just has to be better and you can't capitulate like that. You just can't. And yes, there's faults on the sideline. But when is this as a group of players going to self-reflect and say, this hurts, losing hurts, because to me it doesn't hurt enough. Um, I'd love to know what the mood was like coming back down in the bus. Is it a bit of a laugh and a joke or is it genuinely subdued? Does this hurt? Are they willing to go in, put the heads down again in training and say, look, we need to reset. That needs to be parked. And are they able to be mentally stronger? And can a couple of leaders emerge in that group? Because that's really what we're badly, badly crying out for, I think leadership from within the group not not from management but from within the group and if that has to be a 17 or 18 year old stepping up I, I I hope that because some of these younger girls just for argument's sake the likes of Heidi Mack and she's captain of her country yeah. so she obviously is quite naturally a leader there's nothing to say that she can't step up in that group and be that vocal leader and that she should be allowed to do that and that players should have respect if that comes naturally to her regardless of her age let her go with yeah, it. Yeah, she's captain of her country I mean? at her. I mean, you know, like, it's you have to have something yeah. to, to be captain of. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't think necessarily that experience make, makes a leader. That's something you either have in you or you don't have in you. Um, and I think we've seen that now over the last while. So, as I said, I think we need to see some leaders step forward in this group. And I think where the leaders are going to come from is going to be the, the underage players. Um, because maybe it's just a little bit of habit and maybe a little bit just settling with some of the more experienced girls in there. Um, because as I said, look, something has to change and that starts next week against Galway. Declan, 352, um, we, I, I picked up a post on the forums actually, which said, wrong team, wrong formation, uh, lazy players being rewarded with hungry players on the bench. Three at the back, which never became a five, even when Shelburne were swarming all over us. One of the three at the back likes to bomb forward, which often left us with two. Uh, with honourable exceptions, the players who started don't care enough needs to be sorted or will finish last. Treaty have improved. In agreement, what's going on? What's your thoughts on the match? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I guess I'm fundamentally in agreement with a lot. I do of that like when you use the word I mean, fundamentally. Every now and again, it happens, <laughs> and it, it means that you are have been myth- like thinking about this since Saturday. Yeah, I have been. I mean, while you were watching United be or get get hammered by Liverpool, I was no, no, no. Yesterday, yesterday, I was rewatching this game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go on anyway. You know, I was rewatching this game, and like for me, and I know we're not going to name players, but of the eleven who started, for me, there were two players who could sleep soundly last night and say, "Yeah, I." did what I was asked to do and I did it well. No, the the line and the management did get some things wrong. I think when you go to Shelburne and you play a 3-5-2, then you better have two wing backs who are going to sit in and make it a five for 75% of the game. 
but we didn't. We were in a two for 75% of the game because Heidi Mackin just wants to wants to go forward. And here's the it, thing, it, I have no problem say, with she it. She is naturally and, a left back. Am I, am, I, am I right in saying that? That she's a left-sided kind of fullback, is she? Am I naturally... Um, she has played a lot of her underage football um, as a wide attacking player, but okay. for the international team, my understanding is she can play. She plays centre half. Okay. I think she really likes to defend, um, but she likes to get forward as well. So yeah. it, it is finding maybe wing back is, is probably her place as opposed to in the back three. Cool. Yeah. So like as she has this ability, and it's not that just she wants has a natural want to go forward. She has the ability to do it. And do it very, very well. But if she's a part of a tree and she goes, then obviously, to my mind anyway, somebody has to fall in. And you you, you make all these structures and you, you put all these things together to allow it to happen. Not once yesterday did it happen. When Heidi Mackin went forward, not once did somebody fall back and make it a tree. So we were playing with two defensive midfielders in... Leahy and Mendes. Not once did they step back in to make it a tree when Mackin went forward. No, to me, that's not Heidi Mackin's fault. That is literally everybody else in the pitch's fault because they know Mackin wants to go forward. They know she's going to do it. So you can put the structures in place that says, okay, and it, come here, let's be fair. To me, it's management and coaching as well. Okay, lads, when Mackin goes, what are we going to do? Are we just going to stay as a two, which is what we did? And Shelburne saw it so, so early and exploited us time and 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 time again. And I know, yeah, you could say that's a lot of times. But I want to emphasize, yes, it is. But that's the whole thing. It is. They exploited it. And not once did anybody say, okay, we're getting getting overran here. Like, our right wing back was Laura Shine. Actually, can I I just ask a question on this? Yeah. And uh, forgive my ignorance, but... Um, Zara Foley and Lauren Walsh uh, are they injured? Okay, Zara Zara's, Zara's injured. Okay, and Lauren Sorry. was suspended oh. from the treaty game last year okay, okay. when Jesse Mendes got her sent off. Oh Jessie. my god! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go, 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 go ahead. Dick. No, but so just I'm saying, like, but we played like when I saw it was three five two, and I kind of went okay. Straight away, I thought of how the men played 3-5-2 away to Derry, which was, it wasn't a 3-5-2, it was a five. It was a five-man defense. Jesus Christ, we went to Talca and had, a t- had had two at the back for the majority of the game, not, not five, which is what I thought it was going to be. And, like, we are not pundits and we don't do the punditry thing, but I did put some screenshots and big markers. You did, and, yeah. You know, I in, bet in, you wish you had thing, a 50-inch something... television screen. I think we can do that <laughs> yeah, next, year. next year. Next year. Which is which is something I've never done before. And that was only 15. They were only from 15 and 20 minutes into the game. But it never changed. And to me, like Eileen talked about communication there was none again yesterday, and we spent so much time last year on Last Damas talking about communication and how there was none there. And yesterday, the, it just 
new season, some new players, some old habits that were never corrected. Absolute no communication. Nobody talks to the person next to them. Nobody talks to the people in front of them. And for me, like... I didn't play at a very high level. I was probably, along with Damien, AUL3. I didn't even get to AUL3 because I, I never really played beyond beyond youth football just because of where I was living at the time, bloody bet, anyway. But it was just... But for me, it's always communication. When I was playing... Like, we used to play in school and the lads used to mock me because for the 30-minute big break, as it was called, and we were up running around the pitch... I was still at that level. I was still roaring at fellas, like, you know, drop, watch the runner, pick it up, you know, who's free, make yourself available. And fellas at 16 years of age in lunchtime in secondary school would turn around to me and say, would you ever shut the f*** up, you know? But it's, to me, that's how the game was. Declan Mourinho. No, 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 no. It's not that, Damien. But, like, there has to be people on a pitch who were talking, and to me, it didn't matter what level mm, you were yeah. playing at or watching them. And to me, it has to be somebody at the back because your goalkeeper and your your three, four, five defenders, whatever, they're the ones they who can see, can see everything yeah. that's happening in front of them. You know, there's no point in the striker talking and trying to organize because they can't see a lot of the time what's going on behind them. So I just can't believe that we got into Talca Park on Saturday and just the whole thing was just the same as it was last year. Like there has to be communicators and there has to be people who are going to say, okay, drop, run, space, time, whatever it is. But nobody opens their mouth. Do you think Shelburne players don't open their mouth? No, and like if you pass the fucking bar, but like the difference is, like if you were watching the game and if you can hear, especially because there was no commentary for the first while all those Shelburne players are talking and their sideline is barely talking as a result. None of our players are talking and our sideline are nearly losing their voice as a result because they haven't to constantly coach. At that level, you, don't, you shouldn't have yeah, to be constantly yeah, coaching yeah. because it should be from within. The coaching should be and, done, yeah, yeah. And the pitch. Do you know, be. I mean, you can't be given constant direction, but that's what they're having to do from the sideline, which is, that's a worry. Like, as, of course, you have to get some messages on, but it can't be constant. Then, And then we have the reality at this level where, we probably have parents in the crowd shouting the opposite what our man- management is shouting is the nature of it. Like, so, I mean, that's an issue as well. So I think if the players can said fix issues on the pitch, which they should be able to do at this level, then I said, but again, that has to come from leadership within. And, and that's, I was worried about where goals would come from now. I, I'm worried about an awful lot more, to be honest. Just, just one other thing in, in that in, that's involved in all that thing as well. Not once yesterday did we make a tactical foul, you know? Not once did we do something to try and stop this wave of constant attacking. And, I mean, as I said, there was massive gaps, but, you know, two, back two, back three. But the space that Shelburne exploited all all game was the space between the left centre back and the left wing back and the right centre back and the right wing back. And like, I'm slow to use the with, with two the defensive midfielders. Backs. Yeah, with two defensive midfielders, those areas should be covered. Like, oh yeah, but they weren't, yeah. and and it was because, as I said, I'm I'm slow to use the term wing backs because 
we didn't really, you know, it wasn't really wing backs or defensive minded a lot of the time. We weren't, I think it was actually unfair on Laura Shine to ask her to play the role that she was asked to play. She's a striker, you know, and but Shelburne, as I said, were on it so quickly and it's just exploited it all day. Look at the first goal, even. Well, look at all the goals. They all came from exploiting that space and. The thing was, we allowed it to be exploited. And that's where I think, to be fair, I think Danny had a poor day. I do think he had a poor day, and I'm not going to come on here and not criticise him. I think Eileen said it, the team selection was a little bit, oh, okay. The setup was a little bit, oh, okay. And the fact that we never went away from it was a really big okay. Yeah, we, we, we did receive a message, we, actually, about changing making subs when three or four net goals down with no change in, in you know formation or anything like that is that what you mean Dick? yeah fundamentally i mean as i said the screenshots i put into the whatsapp were in what i put into the whatsapp group were taken in the first 15 minutes now i'm no coach i'm no manager but at that stage i would have been kind of going well maybe we need to switch up to a back four here and be more defensively solid like when you go into talca park and you go away to play shelburne you go away to play p you go away to play yeah. rovers you know you're, to me it's always be defensively solid and like i i, I don't want to quote colin healy and because it's a dip, you know mincing but like the men did play three five two but it's a 5-3-2 when you go to Derry and you go to Shamrock Rovers and you go to those places. We played, the, the ladies played 3-5-2 yes, yesterday in Talca Park and it was almost a, a, a 2-6-3 at times, you know, or, you know, 2-6, no, that's 8 and 3, you know, that, that works. So, but you know what I mean? It was, it was almost, it was absolutely wide open and it was not the way I would expect to play a 3-5-2 away to one of the top teams in the country because we left ourselves be wide open for the whole game and Shelburne exploited it for the whole game. Whereas I thought we would have went, be defensively sound, keep ourselves in the game, keep it nil-nil and then try and, you know, nick something and, and as the game got on and we got more confident. But no, it wasn't that way and it was... I thought a massive error, really. Is it time to maybe give Ellie O'Brien a start, Fianna Bradley? Because, like, do we have a natural goal scorer? Do we have that? And, and listen, Eva Mangan, we can't call her toe taps Eva Mangan this year, but Eva Mangan, uh, she's our creative link in, 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 in that uh, midfield. You know, is it is it time, Eileen? You know, do we, do we look? I mean, we all know Fianna Bradley has, you know, tore up on the 17th, 19th, there was a lovely little write-up in the Echo. Actually, did you see her confirmation name? Uh, did you? No, yeah. I, I get that. I get that, actually. So it's mental, um, but it's brilliant. But, like, you know, do we have a natural goal scorer there? Um, no, and I think, I think in maybe a, in, a, in a better team, in a team that created more, I think Laura Shine would get a few more goals. I, I do think we have to go with Fianna from the start because... She came on the other day and, and she made a difference and she puts herself about and she's light and she's young, but she doesn't care who she's going in against. And she was going in and she was bumping Jesse Staple and she was bumping Pearl Slattery and she didn't care less. Like, and Luigi Scrossoppi <laughs> is her confirmation name. That's sensational. That's outstanding. Awesome. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
I like think River Morna. Luigi Scrossoppi. Anyway, sorry, go back to that. Um, and I think, I suppose with Ellie and with Alex, they were, and Alex Mendes, they were the two I was really surprised didn't start. Now, I think why they didn't start, the mentality behind not starting them was the previous week in the President's Cup. Shelburne, like, very visibly tired in being about 60th minute of the game. And I think maybe they had the idea that we'll bring the, the girls on, their fresh legs, they're both lively, they'll create something. When Shells are tired, thinking that the game is still going to be tight at that point, the game's over by the time they come on and Shells never tired. But yeah, I, like you, there's going to have to be an awful lot of change. I thought Ellie O'Brien did well when she came on. Alex Mendes did very well. Fiano did very well when she came on. Um, Neave Cotter didn't come off the bench, but I would like to see her in from the start because Galway are very physical. So I think it's time to maybe roll the dice a bit more with, with yeah. the underage players yeah. um, because... They, something has to change. Think they are, it's just they, they have got more hunger than some of the players. On yeah, the look, I said I I don't ever think a player goes out onto the pitch intentionally. Oh, I know, I, yeah, but play, I know. But do you know what I mean? mean? I, or or I, not I make an effort or something like that. And I I know I'm coming across that players weren't arse and I, I don't think that's the case because I don't think anybody playing. But I think we just mentally again we're there's a weakness there and not willing to maybe dig deep. And I think we will see that more with underage players. We've seen it last year. And not only have we seen it with the underage players, but it spurred on the the girls that are have played a little bit more at this level. We saw them all step up last year, but they stepped up on the back of this kind of New insurgence of, of, of the 17s and 19s, oh, yeah. you know? So yeah. can they push them on? Because our experienced players are really, really good players that, that, that would be... Any, would find a place in every squad in the Women's yeah. National League. But there's just something amiss there, what that is. And obviously, if someone can identify what that is and put it right, we're onto something really, really good here. But I, I think there's might going to be, I, I have a feeling there might be a little bit of upset in the next couple of weeks because I can see if results and performances don't improve quickly, there's going to be experienced players sitting on the bench. It's, it's as plain as day to anybody watching that that's what's going to have to happen. Um, there was so Jesse Mendes was slapped across the face. Our assistant manager was red carded last season. Leahy was kicked in the ground by Murray. No card. Shells, do they know that we're a soft touch still? Declan, I I think no. shells get away Ellie. with murder. Just Wait, you, okay, okay. You think they get away with murder, Declan? We couldn't see right on the stream, and I watched it a few times. You cannot see what happens in the incident, right? So. Lots of city folk are saying Jesse Mendes was slapped in the face. If she was, then it's a red card. But, let me be fair. Let me be fair here or no. I've seen photographs with a Cork City player throwing slaps as well. Or, or a number of photographs. So if there's going to be a red card for Shelburne, there probably should be a red card for Cork City as well. You know? So, and the idea that somehow not sending a Shelburne player off there or not sending two players off or something the referee did had any impact on the game is absolute nonsense. You know, I mean, let's not start looking for excuses for why we lost 6-0. We lost 6-0 because Shelburne were 10 times better than us because we got, I think we got it wrong with formation and we got it wrong with the team we sent out. And the players didn't communicate and a lot of them didn't show up to do the job that they were asked to do. 
that's why we lost 6-0. We didn't lose 6-0 because Noel Murray wasn't sent off or anything else. No, just let me say, when you're watching the LOI stream on the assistant manager's red card and James's red card, like, something ha- whatever happened happened in front of the bench. Right, and straight away James jumped up because it's happened in front of them, and they have a clear view of what's happened. James jumps up and he starts gesturing to the fourth official, and he walks down the walks down three quarters of the length of the bench with his, you know, hand out, and he's obviously saying something. No, he's assistant manager; he's entitled to say it to the fourth official. That's a red card, or that's a foul, or that's whatever it is, right? At that point, the fourth official walks into the Cork City area, technical area, puts his two hands on James's chest and frog marches him back to the other end of the bench. At no point that I can see does James retaliate and put a, put a hand on the fourth official, etc. So, no, whatever was, what, whatever is said, whatever is said at that point, I don't know. But there's obviously verbals being exchanged. And then, Fourth official calls the referee, tells him, book the two players that are booked and send James off. To me, on what I've seen, it's the fourth official that should be sent off, not the assistant manager. He's the one who's put his hands on on James and entered the technical area and frog-marched him, physically frog-marched him back to the You want your jingle for this part, don't you? Jackie hates the men in black. No. No. No matter what they do, he's going to get you. <laughs> you. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I didn't even use the man's name. I just said the fourth official. <laughs> I was deliberately not because I didn't want to identify who it was. So, I mean, um, we know look, you I'm like just him. saying, we know you like him. In, 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 the, in the context of what can be seen on the LOI stream, no, was he sent off for something he said? I don't know because I don't know what the conversation was. But just probably, in terms of the should, physicality involved... We not have tried involved, to find out what happened there like, as, as investigative journalists that we are. As I said, I can only go on what I've seen and that's what I've seen. <sighs> Shauna Cook spent 30 seconds having a go of Cork City for winding up Noel Murray and then finished it off by saying, but I didn't actually see what happened. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, as I said... If there's a red card for Shelburne, I think there's a red card for Cork City. I'm happy enough that nobody got any red cards. But are we a soft touch? I don't know. Shelburne had three yellow cards in the game. We had one. I don't think we're a soft touch. I think we're just not tactically as clued in as to when to do it. You know, I said we don't tactically foul. We don't berate referees at the right times, etc., etc. We just kind of roll over and have our bellies tickled, you know. Uh, okay, so all the results are around the lead. Uh, do, is there anything else you want to pick up in the match before I move on? No, not really. Oh I don't think so. Okay, um, okay. so all the results are around the league at the weekend. Uh, Bowers beat Treaty 1-0 uh, away. Shamrock Rovers, Declan's favourite new team, uh, beating Sligo by two goals to one. I think there was a late goal. Was, was there? No, it was just a, just a goal. Yeah, like 93rd. Yeah, yeah that was it to, to win. Uh, Peas... They won 3-1 away to Athlone. And Galway United lost 1-0 at home to Wexford Utes, uh, who we will play. We will play Galway this weekend. Um, 
Finished sixth last year, 21 points ahead of City. Of course, they, they have now become a Galway United rather than Galway's women's team. Um, they, a couple of new signs that they have, they obviously retained a lot of players from Galway. Uh, WFC, so the likes of um, Lindsay McKee and uh, Jenna Slattery. And I think all of well, my research can show me that they have a few signings. Leah Brady came in from Athlone, Gemma McGuinness from Sligo, Amy Madden from Treaty, Siobhan Doolin from the University of Galway, Women FC. I'm not too sure if there's any other signings there, but that's, again, this is the fantastic resources that we have. This is um, this is one. So, I mean, if we kind of, we were start, at the start of the season, we should be finishing, this is, the, the, the Galway are one of the targets that we should be finishing above. Am I right, Eileen? Yeah, I, I, as I said, I think these are the games where we'll be judged because this is where we want to be, finishing up above Galway. So, no, I didn't watch all of Galway and Wexford, but what I saw of it, Galway were really, really strong. Maybe take with a little pinch of salt because it's obviously their first home game. There was a big crowd there, first home game under kind of their new stewardship and stuff like that. So, but like they've, they've a good side, they've a good mix of youth and experience there. Um, Lindsay McKee's set pieces last year up there caused absolute havoc for us. Time went, like literally, it was rinse and repeat type thing with corners, if I remember. Um, so that's something we have to be aware of. Again, her set piece delivery is is really really on the ball. Um, so if to be not giving up free kicks in kind of dangerous areas again. But look, yeah, it's the game we have to go out and win. Certainly, not be going out and losing it, but going out to win it. And as I said, last weekend kind of just needs to be parked now and look at that. The season starts this weekend um, because, as I said, it's the teams, it's Galway, it's Bowles, it's like Treaty are much improved from last year. So like the top five is interesting as, as that will be like, I suppose, the bottom six. It, it's as interesting really for me. So, um, yeah, look, I said park last weekend. Can you learn from it and can you be mentally strong enough to, to push on now and bounce back and bounce back with and and... And I suppose make a statement that last week was, was just a once-off. Yeah, I suppose, look, Danny is probably still working around to figure out his best team. Do you think, like, Declan, do you think he knows his best team yet? I Sorry, no, I can't have that, to be honest with you. I can't have that. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, but like, how, no, how are you you're right, to yeah. figure out his best team? You know, I mean, we haven't brought in that many players, you know. we Costello wasn't involved in Talca. Um, so we brought in Erica Manfrey. We haven't really added that many players that I think that it would take a long time to figure out who your best 11 is. Danny's worked with 95 or 99% of the players since he arrived here. So I think, yeah, I think definitely he should he should know his, his best 11. He should know the team he wants to play by now, you know. I know we didn't mention it at the time about Talca Parr, but I think Christina Dring was a little unfortunate not to start against Shelburne. I think she's another one that I would like to see come in on Saturday, you know. So that's this Saturday. It's five o'clock in Turner's Cross. Um, now, look, it's unfortunate. We were obviously going to try and do something for this game, but it, it clashed with the, the men's Sligo match. Um, and that's was, was I the only was I the only one when we were went five nil down to ta- down to Shelburne? I kind of went, oh, thank <laughs> we're not doing that next Saturday anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we we will pick a game where we we are going to get behind and we want to get like a thousand people down to Turner's Cross kind of thing. We we will we will do that. It does, you know, it's it's a bit of a nightmare that it, that. Look, I suppose what can you do? Can Sligo like? You couldn't just have it on a Friday night, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we have special to our Saturdays. Do you want to pick up on anything else ahead of this game, guys? 
No, what I'd like to say though, I know you're talking about City are way to Sligo in the men's and like there obviously is a couple of buses going up, but like if you're not going to Sligo, which a lot of people aren't because what an awful journey, like get into Turners Cross at five o'clock, you'll be home in time for the game or do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's, there's no reason yeah, I was going to say that, but that there still like shouldn't be um, a big crowd out to support that side because look, there was big crowds in all, all of the grounds this weekend. Um, very very big crowds and I'd like to see that continue and there seems to be this ball rolling with League of Ireland football in general and crowds at the moment and I really hope that there will be a, a good crowd out there and it will be a good game of football um, between two good sides I think no, I Yeah and that, I was going to say that it's it's at 5 o'clock so you will be able to go to the cross get behind the girls their first home game of the season uh, you know get out there and get into the stands if you're not heading to Sligo if you're not heading to Sligo please get down to Turners Cross this weekend you know it's, it, it, it would mean it mean, it mean, you need, they need you. They need the crowd. The, the team needs the crowd. The twelfth woman, Declan. Yeah, I was going to say. Look, most people will be home before the Sligo game starts, but not everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you live in the sticks, like you would be home. You will be yeah, home. Because you don't drive that slow. Five o'clock. Seventy. It take forty. Does it take you an hour to get home? Yeah, are you doing the media stuff with Danny after the game and that's so year? You know, you love that. We wouldn't take that away from you, Deck. I'm I'm actually I'm 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 on, I'm going to Sligo, so I I, I'm not going to be around. Yeah. Guys, do you have any last words, Eileen, or do you think you've said enough? Oh predictions, 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 Eileen. Predictions. What's the score gonna be? The eternal optimist, despite what I said earlier on two one city. Two one city. Declan. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. I mean it's hard to it's hard to come on and start predicting they're going to win games after what we saw last Saturday. Like, you know, oh, genuinely. But show me what the people want me to do. Yeah, put your head down after. Do you put your head down after a match? No, you, come on. Bounce Get back your ability, shit together, Noma Cormac. Bounce back ability. Get your shit together. One all. If we're, if we're defensively so we need deck. come here here's the thing they need they need to they need to sort out that defensive you know lines and, and structures because lads genuinely Shelburne could have got 10 genuinely like and even 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 teams who might be on our level like Galway if we give them that space that we gave Shelburne and we play in the same structures then they're going to get two or three it's inevitable so we need to sort it out in my opinion. So yeah, mate. Um, I'm going for Trinal City. Yes. Yeah. Just do you know why? Because I'm not like McCormick. You know, he puts his down. head down. He's on about the girls with their head down after a goal. His head is down after one game. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah. You know, not a hope. It can be done. Believe, Dick. Believe. 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 I would like to see more game time. I, I'd love to see Luigi Scopolopsi, um get a start. Um, um, yeah, I just anyway. she should have that in the back of her jersey she should um, okay that's it we're back uh, next week guys uh, adios amigos adios 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 ciao, ciao, ciao the other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack three lads one podcast <laughs>